Whitlow. Brandon Spavi. And we are the Markout Movie Podcasters. And on today's episode, we are doing our best and our worst list of 2020. What I call a dumpster fire of a uh, year, Brandon. Oh, it, it's been all right. You know? <laughs> we ain't even out of the year yet, man. And the <laughs> year just keeps taking and taking and taking. Yeah, it's it's been a bad year. Uh, but we survived, so... Gotta look, you gotta look for the positive, so right? That's what you are always telling me. You gotta look for the yeah, positive. That's true. So, and, and I'll try I'm to looking, find a positive. So I'm looking for a positive. Well, I, I hope that, <laughs> uh, I hope that uh, with well, we can find some positives, at least in the theaters. Well, not the theaters. We didn't find positives there, right? Uh, uh, the get off the bed, dog. Damn. There you go. Anyway, is that, is that a Planet of the Apes poster? Yes, I had a, I had to dress up my background a little bit, but uh, I probably won't do it next week. I like your shirt you got on that little hoodie. Is that oh Christmas yeah, got it. got it for Christmas. It's a, it's a nice classic horror hoodie. I see Linda Blair on your shoulder there, uh, uh, Morgan, no uh, Reagan, Reagan. It's her name. Reagan, and, yeah. Uh, it's yeah. everybody. I think the leprechaun's on it too, somewhere. <laughs> Just about yeah. everybody's on here. Well, uh, we're gonna are on here, so that's that's all that matters. Uh, I do want to mention before we uh, get into our list, uh, you know, uh, thoughts and prayers go out to everyone that lost a loved one this year. Uh, you know, to whatever, whether it was the COVID, whether it was. To just life or whatever else, we thousand prayers go out to them. I want to sp- uh, uh, I want to speak about Brody Lee uh, and his passing real quick. I think that uh, you know uh, hearts and thoughts go out to his family, his kid. I think it's a major thing that AEW did for uh, his son and his family. I want to get your thoughts on that. I haven't seen it, but I heard they uh, they well they gave him a title, but they also said he would. They gave him a contract for when he's older. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's that's just a good thing in general. If that's something he wants to pursue in honor of his father, uh, I know a lot of people were disappointed what WWE did, but I guess they didn't want to take away from the company he was actually working for. So, even though I did think his character in WWE, Luke Harper, deserved something more than what was given, but I'm very happy with with what I've heard AEW has done. So uh, kudos to them. I mean, props. Honestly, uh, I thought they handled it really well. And I was wondering why he hadn't been on TV uh, since losing to Cody, but we found out why. Yeah. Um, But this year we've lost a lot of people. Uh, uh, Recently, I believe Marianne from uh, Gilligan's Island, I think it was her. Uh, yeah. And then um, uh, Shabadoo, I think is his name. He's from uh, Breaking. He was a, mo- was a movie uh, back in the 80s about breakdancing. Um, yeah. He he passed away. Um, and then, of course, this year, Chadwick, Bo- uh, J- Chadwick Boseman. Um, we also lost Kobe Bryant. Just a, uh, the list goes on and on with the people that we've lost this year. But 
We're not going to keep us on a sad note. Just wanted to throw out there that uh, thoughts and prayers with every family that's lost a loved one, not only just celebrities, but those that watch the channel, those that uh, don't, those that don't know who we exist. We just want to send out good vibes to everyone because that's what me and Brandon's about is good vibes. So, um, yeah, anything you want to add to that, Brandon? I think you said it well, sir. All right. Are you excited? I am. I am. I was trying to say if somebody want to comment uh, to us, feel free to. I, I got my list on this other side of the screen here. I did want to toggle back and forth, so I just decided to stay on this you know, with my list in like the corner. So we're going to kick it off with the worst part of the year, a.k.a. the worst movies of the year. Uh, Brandon, since you're back from hiatus, kick us off, Brandon, with your number 10. Oh, man. You know, this was a hard list to come up with. Some of the list, uh, you know, it was, I thought would have been higher up in the worst. But, you know, thank you to streaming and the pandemic. I had to watch a lot of streaming <laughs> so anyway <laughs> number 10 for me is do little which i thought would have been number one and number two when i first saw it but <laughs> it didn't make it it didn't make my list oh, i just thought that movie was horrible <laughs> robert downey jr was in my opinion miscast um man i just oh i wish he could take that movie back that's what i wish did <laughs> you did you have that movie initially in your uh, looking forward to uh, column last year? Yeah, I think so. When I heard about it, I was like, oh, he's doing Doolittle. Then I heard John Cena was going to play a voice. I was like, well, he could probably pull that off. And the other people involved, I was like, well, it's got a, like an all-star cast. And what could go wrong? <laughs> I guess everything. I didn't see Doolittle. Uh, it just, I heard nothing but bad things. But that is your number 10. My number 10 is going to be controversial maybe for you, Brandon, and maybe for some others. But <laughs> it is The Babysitter Killer Queen. That's the number 10 worst movie I saw this year, uh, which is the sequel to uh, The Babysitter Killer, which I actually didn't like. I know my buddy Craig loved it. Uh, I think you loved it. I uh, loved it too, yeah. But I, I just don't. I don't like McG, so maybe it's maybe it's biased. I don't know. I could see that. I mean, I could see this sequel making your. I knew it was gonna make your worst list. Um, I could. I thought it was gonna be higher up, but you know, shocker. It's it's right at number ten. But I I could see it. I mean, it was like I had a little fun with it, but I was like, it doesn't feel like the same movie. Like it doesn't feel like it's a. It's I tell you what it is. <laughs> it's Fright Night Two, back in the eighties. Uh, exactly what it is. They people don't believe it happened. He starts to doubt himself. It's it, wrong direction. <laughs> Just wrong direction. But I had a little yeah. fun with it. I'm glad she returned. Spoilers, if you wanted to watch it, she does Brandon return it. I'm back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> You know when Brandon's back is when he spoils stuff. Brandon's back. Uh, but I love it, though. Uh, we got a couple of comments. I'm going to go ahead and uh, put some up here. Uh, Jamal Johnson. God bless, fellas. I've truly enjoyed y'all's podcast. Thank you, Jamal. We Thank really you. appreciate you. Thank you. 
uh, and then Elizabeth Beth Williams says, comment. Yeah, comment. We we appreciate those comments. All right, uh, Brandon, what is your number nine? Oh, it's a Netflix original movie called Love Guaranteed with the Wayans brother's son from uh, New Girl. I can't think of his, his first name. Damon Wayans Jr., I think. Uh, that's probably, yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> I, it was just, and uh, I think Anna Kendricks, that's the right actress, she was in it about this website that promises love. They guarantee it. If, I don't remember the exact number of days. If you don't find love, you know, you get your money back or something. He sues them. It just, I didn't like it, <laughs> bottom line. I just, I actually thought this was going to be higher up on my list, but it didn't make it. But it just, I don't know. Maybe I'm, but I like Anna, Anna, what is her name? Anna Kendricks? Is that her name? Anna, yeah, Anna she's from Kendrick, that, I She's from that movie, uh, a Christmas movie that came out last year, Noel. Yeah, I thought you were going to say from High Pitch. She's from High Pitch. I haven't seen High Pitch, so I can't say that. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I, I don't like pitch her. Perfect. Pitch Perfect. Pitch, pitch perfect. perfect. I know somebody in the comments is going to say, Pitch Perfect. Pitch Perfect. I'm sorry. Like, I haven't seen that. Huh. I, I don't. But, oh, uh, we got a comment? <laughs> we <right>. do. <laughs> a do little is bad, no matter what. Come on. Do a little bit. and then uh Jay Fowler says pitch perfect, man. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Pitch perfect. I apologize. Uh I've only seen it like a few times. But uh, a few times. Uh, <laughs> but you said your number nine was that film. Yeah. Uh yeah. which it sounds like a good premise for a movie, but surprised it didn't work. It sounds like a really good idea. Um I mean and, it was so predictable. Like you knew where it was going to go from the first shot of the movie, and just I don't know, I just didn't work for me. Right. Beth really likes it though, so clearly. Uh, <laughs> all right, my uh, number nine movie of my worst worst list is uh, The Old Guard. Uh, is on oh, Netflix. Netflix original yeah. movie. I did. Uh, yeah, I really, you know, would. Uh, Man, Charlie I'm Theron. blanking on her. What Charlie, is Charlie, Charlie Theron, Theron. Yeah. 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 Uh I just I don't know. I wanted to like it, but my bad because I watched uh it, you know extraction before I watched this. Maybe if I watched this first, I would have liked it more. But uh I just was bored most of the time with it and I just didn't find it I didn't find it appealing. Oh, guard. Number nine for me. Number eight. Number eight. A movie you watched in theaters, I believe, and I just watched it yesterday. Christopher Nolan's Tenet. Uh, <laughs> I want to like this guy. I really do. Because he produced one of the best films I've ever seen in The Dark Knight, which I think is the best Batman movie of all time. But everything I've seen since The Dark Knight, like Dark Knight Rises, not a fan of uh, Inception, not a fan of now Tenet, I'm not a fan of. And I got what he was saying in, by the end of the movie, but it's like, really? You see, he over he tries to overcomplicate things. He thinks it's creative. I don't know, just being creative. <laughs> but anyway, 
Tenet didn't make my, I mean, it made my list. It just didn't work for me. Uh, I know you said you thought it was okay originally, but, you know. Uh, yeah, we, oh, we shall see. Good. It looks good. It looks good, but it just, I don't know. I agree. It did look good. It did look good. Um, but uh, it, yeah, yeah, I feel you on that. Um, my number eight is uh, Downhill. I believe it's what it's called. Uh, with um, Will Ferrell and um, man, uh, shoot, from Seinfeld. Uh, come on, forget her name. Uh, Julia yeah. Louis-Dreyfus. Yeah. I forgot she was uh, in it. I knew Will was, but I never did get a chance to watch it. Yeah, it just, it was, I just found it boring. I just found the movie boring. Uh, you know, and it, and I thought, well, these guys, I'd like to see them, you know, be serious, which they were a little serious, but it just, you still want a little levity to, to the, to the, it's a movie about uh, a struggling marriage. Um, but it was, it just wasn't as entertaining as I wish it. I was, I was more bored watching it than anything else. And I tried so many times to watch it and, and like it, but I just didn't. So, uh, downhill is my number eight. Brandon, hit us with that seven action. Okay, this was my number one movie uh, on the worst films for a very long time. <laughs> Brahms, The Boy 2. Oh, my God. Now, I've, I've recently, I haven't watched it again, by the way, but I recently thought, okay, if I didn't go in seeing the first movie, would I have liked it better? I think I would have. Uh, but it just wasn't a movie that, I felt really needed to be made by the end of it. <laughs> I wish it hadn't been made. I wish it hadn't went in that direction, the direction I wanted it to go in. It didn't go in, but it's Katie Holmes. You deserve better than this. Just throwing it out there. <laughs> you deserve so much better than this. If this is the best you got, return to the Creek. That's all I got to say. Oh man. Hey, <laughs> the Creek, the Creek has spoken. Um, but, uh, yeah, so my number, you know, um, I, I, I'm i going to get to, because it's on my list, obviously. Um, my number seven is I'm thinking about ending things. I know it's controversial because a lot of people, this made the best movies of, movie of the year list. Uh, it's a Netflix original. I honestly, uh, I was more confused throughout the movie um, in watching it, and, uh, and I had to go back. Just like Tenet, I had to go back and watch uh, supplementary material in order to understand it. Like, So I had to watch YouTube videos explaining the end and explaining what's going on in order to understand it. Now I got a full grasp of what it is. Uh, and I was like, yeah, it's not bad. But still, a movie shouldn't, you shouldn't have to go and look at YouTube videos to explain a movie for you to like the movie. Um, yeah. It's in my opinion, in my opinion. Now, if I don't mind looking at YouTube movies, uh, YouTube videos to, uh, you know, I like the movie and I just want to kind of see other people break down what happened in it. I love doing that, watching those videos, but I shouldn't have to watch your video in order to understand what did I just watch because I don't understand what this movie is. And that's what I got from I'm thinking about ending things. It's well acted. Everybody in it is great. Uh, you know, um, but Tony Collette is in it, and she's great in it as well. I just, I just, ah, that's how I feel. 
Brandon? My number six, right? Yep. Okay. Uh, you should have left, which was uh, Kevin Bacon returning to kind of the horror genre. <laughs> More of a mystery thriller, though. Bloomhouse produced it. He returned uh, with the director from uh, Star of Echoes. I had high hopes for this movie. It just was lackluster. Um, I, I really, this could have ended up being my number one. No, I really couldn't have. But this could have ended up being my top four. But I, I'm showing bias to Kevin Bacon here, but not putting it in, in that top four. But it, man, it was so disappointing. I is highly it, do not recommend it. <laughs> is it because you like bacon? Is this I the reason? That. Yeah, and I like the other actress too, which I cannot think of her name at the moment. But uh, Amanda Seyfried, I like her too. But I just, hmm, just I don't know. I, again, I was probably expecting something else, and I got something else, and <laughs> it just didn't land. But I've heard, a lot of people don't like it, so you know, I'm not. I think I'm not in the minority here, which is unusual. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. so we reviewed, like as you know, Brandon. Bacon, Kevin Bacon has been the most featured uh, celebrity on this podcast. Uh, am I correct? You're correct. <laughs> yeah, and so we love Kevin here. Uh, yeah, uh, the last movie that we reviewed, we really enjoyed of his about the stolen car and the kids. Uh, but yeah, just I didn't watch it, but you know, I'm always hoping more for Kevin from Kevin yeah. rather, and uh. I'm sorry that it was disappointing. Um, number six for me uh, is was very anticipated for like years. It's the New Mutants. Um, oh, I, I, I got to see that before I left theaters. Um, uh, and wow, was it bad? Um, Do we have to know, and, and I like the cast. I like the cast. It just was. It just. It was terrible. It was terrible. It was terrible. I thought it was terrible. Aaron thought it was terrible. So that is my view. Anybody else seen New Mutants? And was it, did you like it? Does it get a pass? Or does it get a fail? Let me know in the comments because I hated it. <laughs> did you watch it? I did. It, it's on It's on my other list. <laughs> oh. Why. But I will, okay. I will explain why, for, why some things made my list that probably shouldn't have. But I'll explain that when we get to it. Okay. Well, I'll let you go ahead and kick off your. Uh, your we're top five now. We're at top five. Top five. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so number five for me was a little horror film that came out that I wanted to see, Gretel and Hansel, and it was so boring. <laughs> like I really wanted to like this movie. I want to like every horror film I've seen because I'm, again, a horror fan. <laughs> but. You know, it just, it was so boring. By the time something actually happened, it was at the end of the movie. And by that time, I'm half asleep. So, you know, it was, I felt bad because they have the actors from It, one and two, uh, the girl. And the girl. Uh, yeah, I couldn't tell you who the little boy was, but the little girl, I mean, it's, it's well acted, but it just took forever to get to where it was going. And, but I don't know, I just didn't. It didn't work for me. So boring. Uh, you mentioned my number five. I'm going to go ahead and throw it back out there. Number five is Tenet for me. Um, yeah, Tenet, 
uh, the closer it is to number one, the more I hated it. So I didn't like Tenet. Um, it, I, I liked um, Denzel's son. I thought he did an excellent job as the protagonist in the movie. Uh, I liked, uh, do we have a comment? I think Cody commented. Uh-oh. Cody Miles. Let's see what old Cody says. I've still held off from watching the New Mutants thanks to the bad reviews. I agree, Cody. Uh, it took me a while, man, uh, to even watch it. It just finally, I was like, eh, I'll watch it. You know, I didn't know theater was going to, like, shut down the next week or so, but hey. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, Tenet, I, you know, I wanted to really enjoy the movie. Because uh, uh, Chris Nolan, man, uh, you know, you want to give him props for, like you said, Dark Knight, the the uh, trilogy there. Uh, Memento is another movie I really enjoy. Uh, but, and then uh, I also liked, um, uh, man, I just, I'm blanking on it. It has uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Inception. In, in, Inception, yeah. Uh, I really enjoyed that movie. Uh, that's a movie where you look at the breakdown just to see, oh, man, is this what it means or is this what it means? But you like it. This movie was like, wait, what was what was this? What was this? And so I just did not like Tenet. Uh, I wanted to like it. Um, and I think Denzel's son is going to be a great actor in the future. I just didn't really care for that one. Yeah, I think uh, I th at the end of it, it was like, okay, it's kind of like the Terminator without robots. They keep going back and coming. It's just, I I don't know. When Kenneth Branagh came into the play things, I just left. <laughs> I mean, I really wanted to cut it off. I just like his story arc. I didn't care one bit about his character or his mm -hmm. purpose or anything. Uh, I will say, yeah, I agree. Uh, Denzel's son, uh, David, is I, I think it's his middle name, but uh, how David Washington, I think. Yeah, he's really good. He sounds just like Denzel at times. <laughs> like if I took my eyes off the screen and heard him talk, I think Denzel's on screen. So he's really good. I, I think Robert Pattinson was good in the movie. Uh, it just, I don't know. It's just, like, it's, it's well acted. It looks great. It looks like a fantastic film to watch. It's, when you're watching it, though, you just want to turn it off. <laughs> just, that's how I felt. I mean, like. True, I know really. that's controversial. I know it's, that's controversial. It is. It is. I know a lot of people like it, too. So, I mean, so I'm like, in the minority, I, I'm, because it's got like a 3.5 on like, um, uh, Letterbox, it's got like a seven point something on IMDb, so it's it's beloved, but you know, I didn't love it. It's, I think it's like this. Uh, it's like I'm a I am a John Carpenter fan. Anyone knows me knows that I'm a Carpenter fan, and in my eyes, it's hard for Carpenter to do any wrong, and so I love John Carpenter films. Uh, and even when it's a bad film, I'm like, uh, you know. The only one that I really would go out and say that I thought was a really bad film was Ghost of Mars. Uh, uh, you know, I, I would say that. Uh, but I actually, actually, even now, I think that I can go back and watch it and still find something of it that I might like about it. Um, but, yeah, I think people like that with Chris Nolan. I think people are purists when it comes to Chris Nolan. Like, love, it, love him. Uh, regardless if it's good or bad, they just like, man, Chris Nolan. So maybe that's what it is. Maybe. But, uh, I don't know. Uh, what is your four? Uh, number four is a movie we reviewed for Disney Plus. Uh, 
which I thought was actually when I when we reviewed it, I thought, okay, this is gonna make my top list like number one or number two. But fortunately, there are some other films that I watched streaming. So, <laughs> but Artemis Fowl, um, I, not only did it bomb for me, I think it bombed for nearly everyone. I don't, I haven't talked to one person that really enjoyed it. So, um, nothing worked for that movie for me. Uh, nothing. Like it, I don't know. I felt like they were trying to be Harry Potter, but <laughs> they didn't know how to be. <laughs> but I don't know. I, it sounds good on paper, like that storyline, but the execution was so off. But you know, it's my number four. I hate even talking about it. I hate even thinking about it. It just. Mm. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm release you from talking about it. My number four is uh, a movie that's on Hulu that I thought the premise sounded good. And there's parts of the movie that I like, but overall, I just didn't like this movie. Bad Hair. Bad Hair is a movie about, uh, you know, a young African-American uh, uh, production assistant or whatnot who, um, as a kid, you know, essentially uh, tried to do process on her hair and, and uh, destroyed her hair. And so she has kinky hair, essentially like this. And uh, so she goes to get a sewn-in weave, and the weave is is possessed, and uh, and uh, and is out for blood. And so it's just a real movie, and um, and it has some great ideas and concepts that I'm like, oh, okay, I'm feeling that, and and there's some really painful scenes and stuff like that. But ultimately, I just found the movie. Uh, laughable and um, just just embarrassing. It's just, in my opinion, that's how I felt about the movie. I thought overall idea of and concept was great, but the execution, like you said, with Artemis Fowl, wasn't there. So, is that the movie with James Vanderbeek? Yes, another it's dozen. Pre- TV now. <laughs> no, I haven't seen agrees with me. I think she. Hopefully, but, she agrees with me. I don't know if she agrees with you or me, but. I don't think she's seen bad hair, but there was a movie that that I uh, we I, I did video called Bad Hair Day back in the day <laughs> about a bunny rabbit killing people. Well, a person dressed as a bunny rabbit, but I won't go into that. That was a lot of fun, like really bad, bad fun, but it was a lot of fun. <laughs> no, I'll get off of it. <laughs> My number three. <laughs> Is a sequel to a 90s action comedy starring Adam Sandler and Damon Wayans. I think I think it's who it is, right? I'm curious like now. Uh, Bulletproof. Two. I forgot uh, that they made that movie this year. Yeah, that, that came out this year. Uh, I watched it, expecting it to make my worst film to the year. It did not disappoint. It did not disappoint. But I will say the guy replacing Sandler did okay. He did okay. But the other guy replacing Wayans was like 400 pounds heavier. <laughs> just, just, I was like, how do you go from David Wayans to this guy? Were they playing like the same characters or were they playing yeah, like the same characters? Oh, no. Just Matching at this point, like, just make it a, remo- a re- remake. At this point, just yeah. make it a remake. But what they said was that Adam Sandler and Damon Wayans played the play the movie version of them. And I was like, 
Oh my god. <laughs> Why? Why? But it was it was bad and it didn't disappoint in that on that level. So that made my number three. Okay. My number three. My number three is a movie that as Brandon knows, I absolutely hated the movie. The Grudge. The 2020 Grudge remake that came out and we seen it in theaters and the whole time I'm watching this movie like, what even is this? What is this? This is not The Grudge. This movie is so terrible. The movie's bad. You know how I hated Black Christmas last year? I hated this movie just as much. This movie is terrible. It still ain't the top worst list of movie on my, on my list, but it's terrible, though. Oh, my goodness. It's just... And John Cho, I think it was in it, and uh, and I wanted, I wanted so much more. It was, and you had good, you had good people that was in this movie. What's that lady's name that is a, uh, a horror icon? Lynn Shay. There you go. She's in this movie. Does nothing. It's really, it's terrible. Hey, 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 hey. When she's on this, when she's in the movie, she makes it worth watching. <laughs> she's very got a very small role, but she, I was into it when she was on screen. But yeah, uh, yeah, I, I give yeah. you that. I, but, I, I spoke. Uh, I spoke too wrong. I spoke too soon. <laughs> I spoke wrong. You're right. She but, made. Uh, she made it better. She made it likable, in that sense when she was on. But the the primary character in this movie was terrible. Just the movie was terrible. Oh, who is coming? Elizabeth. Beth says. Bad. Okay. No. No. We're not talking about bad hair day. No more, Elizabeth. Come on, Beth. All right. <laughs> Go ahead, man. I'm sorry. But uh, as far as your, you know, The Grudge, it was on my list for w worst films of the year, but um, I couldn't put it there. I mean, it's not a good, it's a boring film for the most part, but there were some, there were some little nuggets I liked about it, so it couldn't get there. But I understand why it's there for you. I know you really had a horrible experience because that was one of your films that made your top list must see movies this year. Well, what we thought we were going to get, <laughs> but you know, so I know it's really, really disappointing for you. Um, I think it made my number twenty, but I think it was really high on yours. So, uh, so I understand. <laughs> All right, number two for me. Oh yes, God, I hated this movie. I'm, I'm excited to talk about it. Trolls World Tour. I mean, oh wow, yeah, Dawson made us watch, <laughs> and like. Every song's in this movie, I love. When they sing it, it, it it's the worst imaginable experience, music-wise, that you'll ever experience. It, it's just like, no, you're ruining the song. You're, you're, maybe that's, now Beth says I've seen Trolls. I don't recall watching the first movie, but I know it wasn't a musical. So I don't, I don't really get where you go from a straight animated picture to a musical. I don't get where that makes sense. Even Dawson wasn't having a good time with it. Uh, it was just, it was awful. Oh, it was awful. But it only made number two, man. I wanted it to make number one, but WWE. Thank you, WWE. But okay. I'll let you yeah. number, two. <laughs> number two for me, you already mentioned it, Brahms, the boy too. I hated the movie uh, uh, because the movie makes the first movie pointless. That's why I hate this movie. Yep, this no. movie... This movie makes the first movie pointless. It was dumb. It was dumb. 
It was dumb and it was a waste of time. And I left the movie angry. And I shouldn't leave a movie angry at the movie. And I was I was mad at the movie. That's why I hated it. left it angry. But in reality, we all left laughing about how bad it was. It is true. It's true. <laughs> We've seen it together. Yeah. Go ahead with your. Oh, this is your number one. This is my number one. It's a WWE produced movie. I'm not sure if it was a Netflix original movie, but it, it went straight to Netflix called The Main Event. About a kid becoming a professional wrestler during WWE tryouts. <laughs> Keith, Keith, what's his name? Keith, oh, what's, what's his name? From NXT. Now he's. I have no idea who these star. people are. I can't. Joseph was watching. He could tell me. Keith uh, Lee, is his name? Joseph isn't watching. You're going to have to make it up on your own. Let's call the man Keith Lee. Sound like a rapper. No, I think that's his name. Anyway, he's in it. Uh, the Miz is in it. Uh, I want to say John Cena makes a cameo, but I'm not really is this sure. Like, is this like, like Mike, but just like yes. wrestling? Yes. Yes. Is, does he find like magical trunks or something and then yeah. becomes yeah. a wrestler? Yeah, that's it. That I'm making this up. I'm making this up. This no, is that's real. What happens. That's what happens. He finds magical trunks from a, a, a retired Mexican wrestler and he puts them on and be, he's got superpowers. <laughs> and he wins, ends up winning the competition. Uh, but he gives the contract to Keith Lee. I, I think that's the thing. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, I it made me hate WWE even more than I already did. <laughs> it just... Producing a movie like this because people talk bad about No Holds Barred, and I'm like, really? You want to talk bad about that? This is acceptable in 2020. <laughs> this movie. Ugh. How how is WWE gonna go from uh, fighting with my family to this movie? This 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 is what this is the real real thing there. Um, yeah. Wow, it sounds terrible. My number one. You already mentioned it. It is no surprise. Artemis Fowl. Is the worst movie of the year for me. Uh, I from the from the opening monologue with uh, that one guy that I just don't like his face. Or uh, he 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 plays the um, he plays the freaking snowman on uh, Frozen. That guy. Uh, I haven't seen Frozen. That guy. I don't know. You know, y'all viewers know who I'm talking about. Listeners yeah, they, know. They know. They know. But. I seen Frozen, but me. <laughs> yeah, but this movie, Artemis Fowl, is just the little boy is just not. Uh, he 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 doesn't have the Fred Savage gene. He doesn't have the Macaulay Culkin thing. He doesn't have the Corey Haim or Corey Feldman thing. He just lacks that uh, draw, if you will, that makes you want to see this guy in movies. And the rest of the movie and the rest of the cast, other than. Uh, 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 Colin Farrell, right? Yeah, he was good. I liked him. Yeah, he's the he only good movie. thing about the movie. Yeah, he was. I agree. Yeah. I, I think Woody Dennis in the movie too, and she's terrible. I think she's in it. I don't even remember. Yeah, she's in but it. This movie's bad. This is the worst <laughs> movie of the year of 2020 for me. Artem's Foul. Uh, Brandon, now we're going to kick it off with our honorable mentions. Anything else you want to add to the bad before we go to the good? 
No, but I do want to add that my list may seem subpar, and if it is, it, it is. <laughs> it's because of the pandemic, and I didn't why, get to see a lot of streaming films that were streaming, like, like Aaron did. Aaron got to see a, a good good deal of them. I did not. So there's going to be certain films that are on my list. You're gonna sh- you're gonna you're gonna do the gym, you know. <laughs> You know, I didn't do it right, but you're going to do it. You're going to be like, that's oh. crazy. He put that so up there. Like one through maybe 12 is films I loved. Everything else is kind of like, okay, I liked it. But okay, mm-hmm. honorable mentions. Are we going to do like five through one or just five? Uh, Five through one. Okay. Number five for me was a comic book film starring Vin Diesel. <laughs> uh, Bloodshot. I, it's not good. It, it's entertaining. But I had to go with it because Beth made me take out a fan film that I thought was really good. She said it. How did you influence the your list, though? But go ahead, continue. But <laughs> I wanted to put the Friday the 13th fan film in there, Never a Hike in the Snow. But she was like, it's not really a film, and it's really a fan film. And I was like, yeah, but it's it's a continuation of Jason Lives, <laughs> which is my favorite Friday the 13th movie. But I, I took it out. And put Bloodshot at number five on honorable mentions, even though it's it really shouldn't be there. All right, number four. Remember the asterisk, 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 asterisk. I can't even say the word. You know the word I'm talking about. Yeah, <laughs> number four. Number four. <laughs> My spy. Um, it was okay. Uh, it was. It wasn't bad. It was. You know. It's not honorable mention worthy, but it, it is what it is, people. <laughs> All right, number three, a movie that Aaron hated that didn't make his worst films of the year, Spencer Confidential. I liked it. Again, not the greatest film, but I liked it. Um, it was predictable, but I liked it. I liked it mainly for Mark, but, you know, whatever. It's getting a sequel, by the way. <laughs> Number two for me is a Christian film called I Still Believe, uh, starring uh, Archie from Riverdale. And uh can't think of the actress's name. Based on a true, true story, I liked it. I didn't think it was good as I can only imagine, but it was it was decent. And uh, honestly, it made me cry. So there you go. There you go. Useful information. <laughs> And my number one honorable mention movie made Aaron's worst films of the year list, New Mutants. I took my son to see this movie. I had no expectation. I thought, oh, this is going to be horrible. But I actually enjoyed it, shockingly. I I think I I enjoyed the horror aspect of it, though, more so than anything else. But Dawson really liked it, too. So, I mean, it worked for us. But, you know. Anyway, your turn, Aaron. <laughs> All right. My honorable mention list. Number five, Sonic the Hedgehog makes my honorable mention list. I like the movie, but I didn't like it as, as, as much to put it on my actual list. Uh, it was still enjoyable. I really enjoyed it. I shocked him off the top. That's what I do here. But, yeah, Sonic was fun. You Sonic was fun, but I just didn't like it as I liked it, but I didn't like it as much as everything that made my list. All right, number four is actually number four for you too, my spy. I liked it, 
I, I enjoyed it. I had fun watching the movie. The little girl is so charismatic and uh, and worked well with Dave Bautista. And I think that they really did well together. Number three is Antebellum. That's a movie that a lot of people didn't like, but I actually liked the content, the content of it and the idea of it and the little twist in it. Um, I thought it was um, not scary, but it's still terrifying still. You know what I mean? It's not a horror film, but it's horror related because it's crazy. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it's crazy how racism is, man. Um, number two, I know I really wanted to put this on my actual list, but I didn't. The Gentleman. <gasps> oh, the my gentleman God. was fun. I really liked it. Guy Ritchie did an excellent job directing this film. And I really enjoyed it, uh, but I had to bump it for something because I really like something more. But the gentleman was fun. It came out earlier this year, and uh, I think Brandon and I did we see it at the same time? Did we see it together, or did I go with Quentin? I might have seen it with I think Quentin. You went with Quentin. I think I was the only one in the theaters when I saw it. Yeah, you saw it separately. Yeah, so yeah. I absolutely liked the movie. I love the dialogue. Guy Ritchie's really good with dialogue. Um, it just was fun, but I just didn't put it on my actual list. So, number one, Brandon, honorable mention, Bad Boys for Life. My God! <laughs> why and why? Bad Boys for Life. Hey, the movie was fun. Uh, Martin did great. Will did great. It's good to see them together again. But it just... It, out of everything I've seen, it was one of the most forgettable films, but I actually liked it, though. Uh, I forgot that even came out. That's how real. That's what I'm t- saying. That's how I felt about it. But I liked it, though. <laughs> Brandon, let's hit this. Let's do the 20 list, man. All right. Number 20. How are we doing it? 20 through 16? Or you want to do it 20? Yeah, and you- that's fine. Which one? Which, which, which one? Which, 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 wait, how do we used to do it? 20 through 16. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that. Okay. Number 20 for me is Antebellum, which originally was going to be my number one honorable mention. But, you know, since I had a bump, never hike in the snow, <laughs> it Thank made my number 20. Um, I, I can't say I love the movie, but I, I did enjoy it for the most part. Um, the problem I have with the movie is I figured what was going on from the very first shot of the movie. And I even told Beth, I said, because she didn't believe don't it either. Don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. Don't spoil oh, yeah. it. Don't spoil it. <laughs> Whoop. Anyway, I, I, I knew what was going on from the very first shot of the movie, and it took me out of it a little bit because it's like, well, they're going to play along until that happens. And, you know, but I was hoping to be wrong. I wanted to be wrong. Yes. Did you like it for the racism? No, I don't. Don't answer, don't answer that. I'm just messing with you, man. Don't answer that. No, All I right. don't. For the racism, I, I think, I, you know, truthfully speaking, I wish we would stop making these type of movies, but I understand why we keep making them, but I hate seeing it, honestly. I just, it doesn't, I mean, it makes, as a white person, you know, it's just, oh, Lord. I, I hate seeing it because <laughs> I hate treating people that way. I, I would hate people getting treated that way. And Aaron, you asked, so I have to yeah. answer the question. Thank you. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't enjoy seeing it. I don't, I don't know. Like, I couldn't watch Roots 
the the okay. reboot version. I watched a few uh, of them, but I, I just I had to stop. I mean, like I don't know. I, I just it's not my cup of tea to watch that. So, but anyway, <laughs> moving on to something more lighthearted. <laughs> Number nineteen for me, and for a lot of people, I think this could have made their worst films of the year, but. I liked it enough. Uh, Wonder Woman 84. Um, if you're a massive fan of the, the first one, you're probably going to hate this movie. <laughs> uh, but I liked it enough. Um, I liked uh, Cheetah once she becomes Cheetah, but you can't really tell. The lighting's all dark. I don't know if you see you Did you get to watch it? I, I didn't get to watch it. I'm going to wait I and watch it. <laughs> But I did enjoy enjoy enough of it. But if you love the first one, you're probably going to hate it. But uh, okay, anyway, moving on. Number 18, The Hunt. I thought that was a quite an enjoyable movie. Uh, hopefully that made your list. I would expect that you, you praised that movie so much. So <laughs> I enjoyed it. I thought it was a funny take on things, uh, politically speaking. <laughs> Um, I won't say no more in case you haven't seen it, but I thought it was a fun take on things politically speaking. Number 17 was, I think, a Hulu film called Palm Springs. Uh, didn't expect anything from that or Andy Samberg. I, I'm not the biggest fan of his, but I, that movie shocked me and I was like kind of blown away by it. I thought it was really good. Um, number 16 is a Netflix original film starring Will Smith's son. Uh, all the bright places. It, it deals with suicide, and I think, have you seen it? No, I didn't. I didn't know it existed. Yeah, uh, it deals with suicide, and it's it's hard to watch actually, but it's a, I think it's a very important film for today, and all the people that get depressed and think that's their only way out. They it deals with that, and so and how people deal with it. So that would be my twenty through sixteen. All right. Number 20 for me is a movie that I was able to uh, screen uh, on Netflix. It's now, I think it's now released. Uh, it's Pieces of a Woman. It has Shia LaBeouf in it as well. Uh, it's about a woman who uh, who's dealing with, uh, you know, uh, pregnancy and an issue that happens with the pregnancy and the birth. And her, how does she go from there? It's a really powerful movie. It's shot well. Uh, Shia is good in a supporting role in it. Uh, I wouldn't I maybe call him leading leading role in it, but he's supporting to her. Um, but yeah, it was really good. I uh, really enjoyed it, and it actually got kept me on the edge of my seat a few times. Uh, not in a horror way, but just in a just intense way of thinking. Well, what's going to happen? Um, number nineteen for me is Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, uh, Chadwick Boseman's last uh, film uh, before he passed. Um, he did an excellent job in this movie. Vi Viola Davis did an excellent job in this movie. Um, and it's um, it's based off of a, a stage play. Uh, Ma Rainey was a real actual person. And so uh, Vi Viola Davis brings her to life uh, on the big screen. And I thought it was really good. And Chadwick is really good and, and gives a powerful performance and the man was sick and dying during his time and man he gives it all he gives it his all 
that's one thing about that guy, man. It's he gave it his all in whatever role he was in, whatever uh, character. Um, you know, so uh, hats off to him and uh, to them for that film. Number eighteen for me is Minari. Uh, I can't tell you the name of the guy's real name. <laughs> he played Glenn on uh, The Walking Dead. Uh, he's in this movie as the father, the young father of his uh, Korean family uh, that that moves to like Idaho or Iowa or someplace like that. I don't know states that's not Kentucky, but he moves to a place like that and uh, and to be a farmer. And uh, it might have been Oklahoma. I have no idea. I don't know states, um, but he moves to a place to farm. And uh, it's really, man, it's really good. Uh, it's a really good little movie, man. Uh, whenever it does come out on uh, Amazon Prime, please add it to your watch list and watch the movie. It's excellent. Um, number 17 for me is a movie that I got the review with Quentin early on this year, The Platform. It's a foreign film uh, about like a, uh, a prison that – the people that within this prison, there's levels and tiers to this prison that goes up and down. And at the very top, they give you a big feast of food, like everything that you could possibly want. Caviar, hams, chicken, uh, duck, you know, anything that you could possibly want to eat, cakes and stuff. And people eat as it goes down the platform. But as it gets closer and closer to the platform, there's nothing left. And people got to fend for themselves. Man, it's just a, uh, it's it's about oh man, it's real. It's, I think it's about socialism or, or, or uh, uh, no, not socialism. It, it is about socialism in some way, but I think it also tackles um, um, other isms. I don't know isms either, but yeah, it was a it was a good movie. I recommend you watching this on Netflix. It's called The Platform. Excellent movie. Number sixteen for me was a HBO. Max uh, original and it's American Pickle with Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen? Seth Rogen. Uh, he plays a guy who uh, is in like the early 19th century and he falls in a uh, pickle uh, uh, thing and he's well preserved and they open it up in like 2019 or whatever. And, or 2020, and he comes out, and he's well-preserved, and now he has to get accustomed to life in today's time, but, you know, he's from a different time. It was fun. I liked it. That's my, that's my 16th. All right. Um, I hadn't seen most of those. <laughs> but, again, I, I said I hadn't seen what you've seen, so. <laughs> uh, 15 through 11. Now, these are films I really enjoyed, honestly. Um uh, Bill and Ted Face the Music is 15 for me. Uh, it, was weird. It, it was weird seeing Keanu without facial hair at his age, <laughs> but I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I love the first one, not so much the second, but I thought they did a really good job telling their story as older Bill and Ted. And uh, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was it was fascinating to watch them return to this franchise after so many years and still, you know, connect the way they did. Uh, it, it was cool. 
Go watch. Number 14 was a Netflix original movie, one we reviewed on here, uh, Hubie Halloween. Made my list. I, I was. It's probably my favorite Sandler Netflix film. Um, I don't know. I got a soft spot for him, and screw it. I love I, I like Adam Sandler. Screw it. <laughs> hey, man. I ain't saying nothing, man. Uh, I, th I thought it was a fun little film. Uh, not his best, but it was fun. It, you know, it made me smile in October when you know things weren't going so well. So <laughs> uh, it was good. It was good to watch. It was good to see Adam do a Halloween picture. Uh, all right, number thirteen though. You put this on your honorable mentions list, and I want—I'm dare saying this is the best video game adaptation today sonic the hedgehog i had a lot of fun with it i had a lot of fun with uh sonic the character jim carrey stole every scene he's in because that's what jim does when he's on <laughs> he steals it and i look forward to the future of this franchise uh i know knuckles is supposed to be in the sequel um i'm assuming tails will be part of that since they kind of show up at some point in the movie uh <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I really, I, I really enjoyed it, and uh, I think all the kids enjoyed it that watched it. I, it was, a, it was a fun little movie, uh, honestly. Number twelve for me, which I expect this to be maybe in your top five. Uh, Soul, it's our Soul is number twelve for me. I think the reason it's not higher for me is because the first act didn't, it didn't draw me in like a normal Pixar movie does. It had, it took time for me to get going with it but once it got going for me i was in and I, it had a, a great story to tell though uh it was it's worth watching if you have disney plus um and number 11 for me is scoob um you know for me personally i'm a big scooby fan so to see them do something with this character and, and the gang and do kind of a comic book team up film at the same time i enjoyed it some people didn't uh but i did and i you know i, I had fun with that one too and it was just good to see scooby again so all right um <clears throat> i had to all right number 15 for me uh was uh it's on hulu it's from uh neon also from hammer hammer films the lodge um it's, you know, I love Christmas horror, uh, like like Krampus. I'm, I'm a big fan of Krampus. Um, and Gremlins, I consider that a Christmas horror as well. Uh, but The Lodge, I wouldn't even call it, even though it takes place on Christmas, I wouldn't even call it Christmas horror. It's it's just a horror. <laughs> it's a horror film. Um, uh, and it's just such a, such a bleak, film and i loved it i love every moment of it uh and i just i i was like really blown away by it um the the main actress in it does a really good job uh, the kids do a really good job uh one of them is from uh um uh it uh you know he's the stutterer what was will i don't know his name will i have no idea ben who knows the one kid i don't know his name the stutterer stanley is his name stanley who knows? No, not Stanley. Anyway, the stuttering kid. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Bill, Bill, Aaron, Bill. Bill. Okay, Bill. 
<laughs> Bill's in it. Uh, but and uh, so it's a really good movie, man. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Number fourteen for me is The Devil All the Time. It's a Netflix original movie. It has uh, Spider Man. <laughs> uh, what's his real name? Come on, Tom Holland. There you go, Tom Holland. Also, uh, Robert Pattinson's in it. Uh, also, um, Pennywise, he's in it. My goodness, why they? Oh, I'm drawing a break. William, uh, Bill, uh, the, uh, I forget his name. <laughs> What's his name, Brandon? Hit me with no, his name. I don't know who Pennywise. you're talking about. Pennywise. Bill Skarsgård? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Bill Skarsgård. Yeah, he's in it. Uh, there's so many other people in this movie. It's such a great movie. Um, it takes place like in, like I say, the uh, 30s or 40s, like an old old southern town. I don't know if it's Kentucky or close thereof. I think it's close to Kentucky or if it is, if it's not Kentucky. Man, what a, I think it has parts of it in Kentucky, but some parts in like Ohio or something, something like that. Uh, it's such a great movie. Bad circumstances. I love bad circumstance movies, but, and everything blends together and nobody, it's, it was nobody on critics list is really talking about this movie. But The Devil All the Time is an excellent film. Number 13 is on critics list. The Trial of the Chicago 7. It's a Netflix original movie uh, about a uh, uh, people that was charged with inciting the riot and uh, and stood on trial. One of them was, uh, I want to say it was, it, it was Stokely Carmichael. I might be wrong if it's Stokely or not. Uh, it was one of the original members of the Black Panther Party. That was, uh, you know, charged with this, but you know, guy had nothing to do with it, you know. But he just happened to be. They said he was there, but he wasn't there. It was, it was such a great, good movie. It's on Netflix, The Trial of the Chicago Seven. I would watch it if you if you hadn't seen it, watch it. Um, where do I, where do I stop at? Eleven. Yep. All right, number twelve. This is a Hulu original movie, and I hope you watched it or somebody watched it. Run. Um, it, it, it has, uh, uh, Sarah Paulson, uh, in it, uh, who is from American Horror Story fame, uh, horror story fame. I know I'm Southern and I don't enunciate, but yeah, uh, she's in this movie. And it's also starring this one lady who is an actual, uh, somebody's in a wheelchair and she gives a great performance. Uh, this movie is a, uh, uh, it's a suspense. It's really good. This really it man, it put me in a mind of misery. Oh my goodness. It just it's enjoyable. I hope you watched it. If you didn't I know you didn't watch it. I hope you watch it. Um I hope you watch this next one, number eleven. His house. It's on Netflix. It's about um uh some uh refugees uh that comes over to uh England uh for asylum essentially and uh and they get to they get to be put in a house to stay, but the house has an ominous presence that uh, attacks them in their past. Oh wow, what such a, what a great movie! Um, it it it's it has really good effects. It it reminds me of something that Jordan Peele would do, almost. Um, and it's really good. It's a really good movie. It's a horror. It's a horror film. It's a straight up horror film, and I suggest you watch it. That's my number eleventh spot, Brandon. All right. Um. My number 10 is the Call of the Wild with Harrison Ford 
and the CGI dog. <laughs> I, I love the story, though, man. I, I'm a sucker for these type of movies. I guess I'm a sucker for dog movies as well. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I, that goes all the way back to childhood with Homer Bound. So I, or Milo and Otis or something? I haven't seen Milo and Otis, but I, I remember Homer Bound as a kid. Uh, uh, White Fang as a kid, you know, Iron Will, all those type, other types. Um, but yeah, I, I'm a big fan of this. I, I love the dog story in this movie. I know a lot of people hated the dog in the movie. They thought he looked too CGI, but I don't know. I just, I, I, I liked it. I really liked it. Um, number nine for me, which at the time I considered the best horror film that came out, uh, was is underwater like uh i know number nine i mean i i thought that would have been higher on my list but it it didn't make it but i'm shocked bro i'm very shocked um miss stewart proved to me not that it's important but <laughs> she proved to me she can actually act <laughs> you know who figured i mean <laughs> but yeah i i really liked her in this movie um miss stewart mm. Didn't see the Twilight actress coming out of that and doing what she did there. I mean, I just didn't see it. I mean, the only one that I still say can't act is uh, Jacob. I, I don't know his name, but uh, Jacob. some Ladner, Ladner, some. Oh yeah, Taylor. Yeah. Uh, Miguel from Cobra Kai kind of looks like him, um, but <laughs> but he can act. <laughs> but yeah, um, Underwater was just this, such a good uh, throwback to those monster movies in the 80s uh it nailed everything and i remember you were high on it i think i think you were high on it and i kind of was like it'll be a, it'll be decent but it, it really surprised me but all right I, I don't think that i was i think that honestly i i wasn't i didn't know what I, what to expect either but i but i i seen that some critics was really like really talk, talking up talking it up and I'm yeah. like, all right, well, well, but I try to avoid it and just listen and just watch the movie myself. And I was really like the first 15, 20 minutes, man, we, we were both like, oh, my gosh. What? Yeah. Wow. Not in a bad way. We was like just mesmerized by it. Um, I'll, I'll talk about it later because it's on my list. <laughs> yeah. All right. Number eight is and this is a shocking pick because usually an animated film usually wins my best picture. Or my favorite film of the year, but this year it, it I didn't go that route. But Pixar's Onward is number eight for me, and I, I think it's a I know it's shocking. Um, I'm shocked that it's so down the list because I, I, so, I don't know where your list is going now. I'm so confused. <laughs> it's different this year, uh, obviously for many reasons. But uh, yeah, I thought Onward was such a good story. Chris Pratt and uh, Tom Holland have amazing chemistry as voice actors for this picture um uh as brothers uh if you haven't seen it it's on disney plus i do believe now so uh, you should check it out um such a journey for those two brothers such a journey um it's really it's really good movie it really is uh number seven for me though is a movie i think you put on your honorable mentions um the gentleman I had a blast watching this movie, an absolute blast uh, all the way through. I mean, every Hugh Grant stole it for me. I know you liked um, Colin Farrell, 
in this movie. Uh, he's great too. McCau- I think McConaughey's great. Don't mess with that man's wife. <laughs> Do not mess with his wife. But Hugh Grant, every scene he's in, uh, is really he steals so much. I love this character so much. It, it threw me back to old Hugh Grant movies uh, where I loved him and before he got arrested. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I just hadn't seen that side of Hugh Grant in a long time, you know. He, he was very charismatic, very charming. I mean, it's, it's good to see. Good to see mm-hmm. Hugh. And even Charlie Hunnam was good in the movie, which I thought he was awful in King Arthur. And I haven't seen Sons of Anarchy, so I, I can't go whether, yeah, right, whether he's good or not. But I know he's considered a, one of the upcoming guys. But um, anyway, I, I love The Gentleman. I think it's one of my favorite Guy Ritchie films. Um, but number six for me is, a, is pr- it, it's the only comic book movie that I think that actually made my top ten. Uh, and I feel it's the best DC movie this year, uh, even though a lot of people didn't go see it. <laughs> but it's Birds of Prey, uh, whatever thing with Harley Quinn. Uh, I love that movie. I, it surprised me. I thought it was going to suck on every level imaginable because <laughs> the trailers did nothing for it. And I, I loved Black Mask. I hated the ending, but I loved the movie itself. It was such a treat for not only DC fans, but comic book fans in general. Um, I loved it. Anyway, that, that was all the way up to number six. All right. Your turn, sir. <laughs> Yes, sir. So number 10 for me, Brandon has mentioned it already, but I'm going to go ahead and throw it out there. It's The Hunt. Um, Absolutely, The Hunt was going to make my list. Um, It's such a great um, satire. Uh, It's a great satire, man, about, uh, you know, the differences between us uh, with politics, especially this year. We felt a lot of it for the last four years. We felt a lot of it with people. If you are conservative, or you Trump, or you uh, not Trump, or views for Hillary or Bernie, or even now if you're for Biden and you're still for Trump, it's like a disconnect between people. And this movie kind of displays that in violent form. And it's just a it's a fun, entertaining movie to watch. And at the end of it, you notice that we aren't really that different, honestly. But yeah, um, it's such a great movie. The Hunt is number ten for me. Number nine for me is Onward. Um, <laughs> you, you said you were shocked that I had it at eight. I was honestly expecting yeah. it to be number one. No, 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 no. Onward. I think we all have the same number one. I do. I Onward, Onward is an excellent. It is between Onward and So, those Pixar did their thing this year. Uh, with with the animated animation studio, um, onward was such a great film, uh, good story about like connecting with a parent that's gone uh, and wishing you could do that. And I feel that as a as a guy who's lost his mom. Uh, so yeah, you really the movie made you feel, get the feels. I cried, I teared up because um, you want to have that one. If you can have that one last, how many hours to spend with that loved one? You know, you would love to do that, and I would definitely give, give, Lord knows what I give to spend a, another day with my mom. But that wouldn't even be enough because I want another day, and I want another day. You know, and so 
the movie was that uh, that powerful. Wow, I'm about to tear up. I'm not gonna do it. But uh, Onward is number nine for me. Number eight for me is Soul. I put it in number eight. Uh, I like Soul though. Uh, I know what you mean. The first five or so minutes, five or ten minutes in, in before the incident happens, it is kind of like ah. Uh, but I liked it because I like seeing uh, I like seeing culture. Uh, displayed and, and you can see a lot of black culture displayed in that movie, and uh, and uh, and it's it was really good seeing an animated movie. I, I assume that's how people felt like seeing Coco or seeing um, Moana. Uh, I don't know if Moana's Pixar though. I have no idea. I don't think it is. I think it's Disney. It is. No, uh, but yeah, uh, it, but it's it's uh, it was really cool just to see that, and I really enjoyed it. Um, Number seven for me, Birds of Prey. It, it, yeah, it made my list. It didn't, you know, I, I was I was going to put it lower, but, you know, I absolutely loved it. Uh, Harley Quinn, man, that whole movie was just, just colorful. And it's what a, it, exactly, that's what the movie for Harley Quinn would be. And I agree with you. I was with you. I didn't like the ending, you know. I, it's not that I didn't like the ending. Uh, I wanted more of Black Mask. He's like one of my favorite DC uh, villains uh, because of that movie. And maybe it's because um, of how it was the acting in it. You know, it he was really, really good. He really uh, is. Yeah, it's just and and uh, and I was so disappointed by the ending because of that. You know, no, 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 no. Because you know, you want more of that. The uh, perfect villain. Um, Number six, the movie I just watched not too long ago, Becky. Becky is a movie. It's like it's like Home Alone and Die Hard in a movie. It's what it is. It's like a little. Oh my goodness, Kevin James is in it. He plays a villain, uh, and he and you know what? I never once looked at the movie with Kevin James in it and didn't think that he was a villain. So he does a good job acting in this movie. And uh, making me believe that he is this skinhead villain neo-Nazi guy, you know. Uh, and is that the credit for him? Huh? How about that? Last year, Sandler played not exactly a villain, but a shady guy. This year, Kevin James plays this skinhead, as you put it, going out of their comfort zone of comedy and producing great performances in the you know, in the acting world. I mean, I, I think it's great. I haven't seen Becky, but I did want to see it because I knew Kevin James was playing a villain, and I was curious how he would do in that role. But you said him. And Joe McHale's in it, and he's serious in it. It's just really a good movie. And Becky, man, this movie is so violent. I would watch it. If you like blood and guts, this is a, it's just a slasher movie, essentially. You watch this movie. Watch Becky. Becky's great. Uh, it's 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 number six on my list. Okay. Go ahead, Brandon. Kick us out with your number five. All right, number five. All I have to say simply is this: Bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? No, I'm just playing. Bad boys for life. Oh yes, Will Smith is back. Martin Lawrence is back. Martin Lawrence is back. Martin Lawrence is back. Martin is back. Oh, I love this movie. 
even though it kind of played a uh, little part of uh, story wise with Gemini, <laughs> if you've seen it, you know what I'm uh, it's another Will Smith movie. Uh, it's not his son trying to k- kill him, but it's his younger self. Oh, Gemini Man. Yeah. So uh, it, it was it was very similar. Bad Boys did it better, though. Uh, I love this movie, though. I love seeing those two together. I love Martin playing the retired uh, a cop, and he's gained so much weight. Um, and that was concerning for me that he was going to be a little bigger than he normally is. And I was like, how is he going to do an action movie like this? Uh, but they played it beautifully. Uh, I love that Will's character gets shot for the very first time. Almost died. I mean, I loved it, man. I just, oh, it was, it was, it was a highlight for me early in the year, cinematic wise. It, it really was. Uh, it, it was like old school action too. The only thing that was missing in this movie, and I, it's going to be shocking that I say this, because I'm, but it, it missed Michael Bay, his action sequences. That is the only thing it missed. Story wise, though, which if they do another, which I think they are. Uh, I would only bring Michael Bay for the action sequences and let someone else direct the story <laughs> because Michael's not very good at storytelling. If you've seen most of the Transformers films <laughs> or anything else he's done since like The Rock. <laughs> I have a fun fact about this movie. So this movie was shot at uh, Tyler Perry Studios in uh, Georgia. Yep. Uh, Tyler Perry has the largest uh studio like like studio lot i think in the united states uh even bigger than the other studios combined because of the sheer property that he has he he actually has a a white house replica on on lot and uh it's just amazing but and um but this movie was shot at that studio along the same time as coming to america too or just coming to america was shot at the same time so there's, there's footage or video or pictures where you see uh, Martin Lawrence, Will Smith, Eddie Murphy, Tracy Morgan, and maybe some other people uh, just hanging out together, taking pictures. I think that's pretty amazing. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I think maybe I might be wrong on that. Maybe it was uh, Dolomite is my name, but I know it's. Uh, two no, you're, all, you're right about it. It was coming to America. Okay. Because Wesley Snipes was even there, and uh, but I remember Eddie saying that he was shooting Coming to America sequel. So uh, you're right about that. Okay. All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, hit me with your number five. Oh, it's my turn. Okay. Yeah. Oh, we're going one at a time. All right. I think it'd be. Hey, I like it. I like it. I like how you think, Brandon Spivey. All right. So <laughs> number five for me is already been mentioned by Brandon. Palm Springs. It made up there. I love time travel uh, or, you know, Groundhog Day type of films and uh, this movie. And it does it from a, I love how, I love how it starts you right in the midst of the process and you don't even know that you're already in the midst of someone else's process. And uh, I love it. And then it catches you up. Oh man, and it, and it was fun. It was fun, and they had chemistry. Adam Sandberg and um, this girl. They were. Uh, I'm. I'm. I've only known him. That's. I don't watch Saturday Night Live like that. I know he's on there, or he was on there, but I know him from Brooklyn Nine Nine. 
and I liked him on Brooklyn Nine Nine, and so I, I watched him because of that, and I enjoyed it. Uh, Palm Springs on Hulu, check it out, man. If, if you really want a, a good, it's probably one of the best comedies of the year. I'll yeah, check it I out. agree. I, I just have to say, I know him from a a, a lesser, well, more hated Adam Sandler film. <laughs> uh, uh, that's my boy. That's my boy. With a little vanilla ice in there. <laughs> also, also, uh, also, for the Parks and Rec fans, he's also uh, yes, he is in charge of the the uh, the uh, what is it like the animal control? He's in charge of the animal control, uh, or is it, yeah. it, it's animal control, right? Because they have so. to deal with raccoons and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in there. Uh, such a great show. Oh my goodness, we we already know this. The office is leaving. Too late. You won't be able to see it tomorrow. It's gone. It's a good thing I have it on Blu-ray. <laughs> good thing I've already seen all of them, and I'm not planning on seeing any more. Oh, come on now. All right, all right. Number four for me, which I'm not going to say this was the best film, but for me, I had so much fun watching it. It, it was such a guilty pleasure for me. It is starring Russell Crowe in Unhinged. I, you take him out of this movie, this movie sucks. <laughs> I, I'll say that. It's kind of like Dennis Quaid in The Intruder. I kind of compare it to that, but Russell is so much fun to watch. It's fun to watch him go crazy, and that's what he does. Like he, this woman will not apologize to him for, for, for honking the horn, and he tells her. A bad day? You're about to find out what a bad day really is. <laughs> is that all he wanted was an apology? Yes, that's it. And she wouldn't give him could have been over in like five minutes. Could have been, but I'm glad it wasn't. Because <laughs> his performance alone gets this movie out there. Oh, man. It, it was, oh, I loved him in it. Uh, I'm a big Russell Crowe fan anyway, but this is his best performance, I would say, probably a decade. Um because he hasn't had many good ones. Uh, I, can't really but, I can't think of one good one other than no, like. he really yeah. hasn't. Um, but uh, he was on fire in this movie. So if you ever watch this movie, watch it for his performance alone. I mean, when he died, I was sad. And he's the oh, bad guy. Just ruin it for people. Brandon! Spoilers, oh. <laughs> Brandon. This is Brandon Spivey, man. Good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I do apologize. <laughs> I wanted to watch, watch this movie. The show. I won't say it. Go ahead. Right. Number four. <laughs> My number four is a Netflix original movie, which is probably going to be uh, uh, when it's going to be nominated for Academy Award if they allow it to be. Mank. Uh, it uh, stars uh, Gary Oldman and. Uh, I forgot the name of the the girl. She started. She was like on uh, Mean Girls, and uh, it's like she started off like being like a dumb, dumb bubbleish type of character on stuff, to becoming like this. She does a really good job in this movie, um, and so she's gone a long way in her career. And uh, and hats off to her. Um, but yeah, the movie is about the screenwriter who wrote, uh, who wrote. Uh, oh man, why did I just draw a blank? I was just thinking about um, uh, Orson Welles, Citizen Kane, and so Orson Welles got the credit for Citizen Kane, 
and the writing credit essentially, but he shared writing credit with Mank. Uh, Mank actually was the one that wrote the whole thing, and uh, Citizen Kane might have came back in and did a couple of things, but it's really Mank's uh, screenplay. And uh, and this movie, the screenplay in or Citizen Kane got. Mank essentially blackballed, and he just didn't really have a career after Citizen Kane. And he won the Academy Award because of that, you know, movie. Uh, such a great movie, man. It's on Netflix. It's shot in black and white. It's shot like an old-time movie. And it's it's really good. It has cigarette burns in the corner. It's really good. Uh, now, number three for you. All right, number three, which I consider... The biggest surprise of the year for me, honestly, because uh, I didn't expect to even enjoy it, um, but it's Disney's Mulan. Um, but there, I'm a little biased, too, because I, I'm a really big fan of Donnie Yen and Jet Li, and they're both in this, very small roles, but they're both in it. I enjoyed seeing those guys as you enjoy playing with your dog. <laughs> um but I really liked her story. And I say this without watching the original animated picture. Uh, I know people have hated on this movie, but for me, it was a nice surprise. And I really enjoyed it. And I, like I said, I enjoyed her story. And there was one point, though, I got mad that Jet Li wasn't cast as her father because I thought he would have been, been the perfect role for him. Better, a better father than who was cast? Acting-wise, no. But... <laughs> But um, but I could also see him playing the emperor. Uh, but either way, I mean, I was just I, I'm biased, like I say, because I I just that guy had more screen time than Jet Li. So, <laughs> um, but he said he, it was nice, though. I mean, to see uh, TZ Ma. I can't I I probably pronounced that name wrong, but it was nice to see him. I, I it was it was. It was a really good story. I, I want to see the animated picture though. Now, I have never had any interest in Mulan, so but now I want to see it, and because I hear it's much better than the you, you've you've seen it. No, I'm just gonna say I've never seen any version of Mulan in my life. Oh. Never, never, not once. I, I know about Mushu just because. I don't know why. Maybe because I've seen it on YouTube or something. I've yeah. never seen Mulan in my life. I've never seen Cinderella. No, no. Snow White. One of them. The Sleeping Beauty. I've never seen... I never just. I never had the desire. I've never seen Bambi. Just never had the desire to see Oh, movies. I was forced to watch those as a child. <laughs> my aunt made us watch Disney nonstop as a child, so I was... I've probably seen Cinderella, Bambi, twenty to thirty times. Dirty Dancing was another one she forced to, forced on me. Sounds weird, Brandon. Going it, well, you know, it, it is what it is. <laughs> Number three for me is a movie that I would have put as number one, but I oh. felt I need to go ahead and put it as number three. Ex extraction. Um, uh, extraction. <laughs> Is a uh, movie uh, Chris Hemsworth is in it about a, uh, a guy like a soldier, essentially who goes into like a uh, war torn. I don't know if it's in India or something. He's somewhere, 
and he, and he and he has to get this one diplomatic diplomat kid and get him out of this country. It's essentially like uh, Escape from New York in the sense of you're put behind enemy lines and you got to fight your way and protect somebody and get them out in one piece. And, um, and man, just the action in it, it was great. The fight scenes, the choreogra- choreography in it was great. The guy who directed the movie is the same guy that did the choreography for the uh, MCU movies. And so, uh, like, like uh, Avengers, Affinity War, Endgame, stuff like that. He directed this movie, and and it's like one of my favorite movies I've ever seen, uh, honestly. And uh, and I will probably end up, even though it's on Netflix, I'm probably gonna end up buying the movie, the Blu-ray, eventually, because I, when there's something that good, I want to buy the movie of it because I want to have a copy of it just in case. Um, number two for you, Brandon. I'm surprised. Me. You're surprised about something? <laughs> Number two for me uh, was a, a sports drama called The Way Back. I know what it is. I know what it is. As soon as you said that. <laughs> um, ben Affleck, I thought, honestly gave his, as far as I can, my personal experience with him, gave his best acting performance of his career. I mean, he I'm a big Ben Affleck fan, been a big Ben fan since like Armageddon. So, but uh, I was excited to see this movie anyway, but the, the while watching it and the direction it takes, man, I couldn't help, but I'm not going to spoil it, but I just couldn't help think uh, of what if I went through that, you know, it would destroy my entire world. And Ben, I thought he, I think he's been snubbed <laughs> for an Oscar. I really do. I, I don't usually go out there and say someone's been snubbed, but I, I feel strongly about it. I think he gave the performance of his career, kind of like Sandler did last year, but I understand why Sandler doesn't get nominated because he's looked as a goof to Hollywood, but Big Ben, Big Ben, <laughs> is looked as like a serious actor. I don't know why I called him Big Ben, but <laughs> but anyway, I did. Anyway, I, he's considered a serious actor these days, a serious director. I, I'm shocked he got snubbed. But anyway, the way back is a it was an emotional roller coaster uh, for me. Uh, truly was. Um, you're number two, sir. <laughs> All right, my number two. Let me get back to it. Uh, let me get my list back up. All right, my number two is Underwater. Mm. Underwater, as you said before, Kristen Stewart uh, does a really good job. You like that one guy for his comedic comedy relief uh, yeah. in the movie. Uh, I'm not going to spoil it, uh, like Brandon. <laughs> but, yeah, <laughs> uh, it, the movie, though, like I said, the first 10, 15, 20 minutes, I think about 10 or 15, 20 minutes of the first, first, you know, when writing screenplays and scripts, the first 15 to 20 minutes is the time you grab the audience and get them interested or they get disillusioned and they want to leave, right? Right. The first 10, 15, or 20 minutes of this movie grabs you by the back of your neck and doesn't let you go until you can feel like you can rest. 
and just calm down because you are going along with the journey with everybody that's on this vessel. So many thousands of depths under the sea, below the sea level, in the core of the earth, essentially. And my goodness, oh, I want to watch this movie now. I'm just thought, just thinking about it. Um, just such a great movie, uh, man. It just man, we love this movie. I'm sorry, we, we loved the movie when, when we uh, first watched it. We reviewed it as well. Um, we did review it. I think we reviewed it for this channel. Well, I, we reviewed it for Anchor. I do know. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but I, I don't recall reviewing it like live here, but. Yeah, I agree. You know, it made my top 10. Uh, at the time, I thought it was going to be my number one film of the year. And I think that was in January. So it really it shocked me. Yeah. Uh, but it, it was it was a good film. I mean, it was a good monster film. It was a good uh, atmospheric core film. It, it did everything right, in my opinion. And the cast was, was so good, including Miss Stewart. I'm gonna call it that from from here on out. Miss Stewart. She was the best thing about that movie. Like, and I'm and I'm and I'm not saying that as a slide. Anybody else there? Uh, but she was like really the best part. She she gave me uh, Ripley vibes um, in the movie, and just and she seemed like a um, strong protagonist, you know, and yep. uh, just such a great movie, Brandon. I can't wait to hear your number one. I believe we got the same number one. Yeah, we do have the same number one, and I've been teasing it all show long with my hoodie here. Give a little. Can you see it? Oh no, I can't see it. No, that's Michael. I mean, I'm going the wrong way. I, I gotta get my your camera is backwards, Brandon. Don't <laughs> there worry. Is. Give up for your hoodie. You see there it? it is. You see it? See it up close? Yes. That would be the Invisible Man. <laughs> And 2020's version of the the, the, the Invisible Man. <laughs> I had a, a Sylvester Stallone Rocky moment where he couldn't talk, but <laughs> it's his life, Brandon. It's his whole life. <laughs> Go ahead. Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> but the Invisible oh. Man, Bloomhouse's Invisible Man, uh, was, you know, I was looking forward to it. I was hoping it wasn't they weren't gonna you know, destroy the future of the Universal Monster because this is kind of the reboot for it after the mummy flopped. Uh, but they did such an amazing job uh, with this, not just the character, but her character as well and the trauma she experienced with him. Uh, oh, man, it, it is definitely my favorite movie of the year. I Honestly, of all the movies I saw, I can honestly say it was the Best movie I saw, um, not just my favorite movie, but the best one I saw. So it it brought the Universal Monsters back because there's been so much so much announced. Um, but um, I I love it for horror fans. I know it's a good thing, but for for cinema in general to see a horror film like that be treated with such respect as a real film was the true blessing I feel from cinema fans. But uh, anyway. That's my number one film of the year, Aaron. What is yours? Uh, no surprise here. It is Lee Wanell's The Invisible Man. Uh, 
man, the way that he directed the movie, the way Elizabeth Moss, uh, you know, acted in the movie, uh, it's just, you know, when I talk about a movie, the first 15, 20 minutes capturing you, it has to grab you to keep you there. This movie does it too, uh, but does it, uh, it first captured you with the uh, title card that is an invisible man title card, and you don't know it's there until the water splashes up on it. This movie throws, uh, uh, what's that movie that we loved? Uh, Hollow, Hollow Man? It throws Hollow yeah. Man out the window. Uh, it, it's just really not saying anything against that movie. We liked it for its time. But this is the Invisible Man movie. For the longest time, Hollow Man was, for me, the remake to Invisible Man, modernized. Uh, but and in a sense, it still is. But yeah, this it's movie, a fun movie. It's a real yeah. fun movie, but this is a real movie. <laughs> this is a real movie. Yeah, absolutely. This is a real movie. This movie, uh, it, man, it's just, what do you do if you, if the person that's, uh, that is harassing you is invisible and uh and it's really and oh man it's so psychological the way that the camera will pan to a corner and you wonder is he there is he there <laughs> you know or or a chair or just like little things like that but you don't even know if he's there or not it could have been nothing or it could have been something you don't know this movie does that it's moving um just and it ends well get off the bed dog Come on, damn, damn! You're not an Invisible Man. I see you. All right, but Invisible Man is our best top movie of the year, and rightfully so. Um, man, this has been a crazy year, Brandon. Next year we got more movies to watch. Um, yeah. You want to tell them what hopefully we're doing next? Back to cinema, you know. Hopefully, you know. But if not, I guess I will get. I'll be better in tune what's out there as far as what's streaming because I had no clue. I looked up so many movies. I looked up over 100 movies in, what, November? Well, I hadn't seen. And you mentioned a lot of them. Uh, but I was like, I, I didn't get to them, but, um, unfortunately. But I, I will be in better tune with what's streaming next year. There is one film I want to see. It's uh, about Muhammad Ali. Um, Jim Brown and someone else coming uh, together. I, I have a screener Miami. for it. Uh, yeah, it's it's called. Uh, or is it it's Night Miami? Night Miami. Yeah. Yeah, I want to see that. Uh, um, I'm a really big fan of uh, one of the actors in it. So, uh, Aldous Hodge. Um, but I I won't say any more about that. But I, I that is one that I do know is coming to streaming. So I, I will watch it when it comes. I want to mention something real quick. That movie, One Night in Miami, is directed by Regina King. Regina mm -hmm. King, yes, Regina King, who started off, she started off years ago, like on like I think Good Times or doing shows like that. You know, she was a she was she played Craig's sister on Friday. Uh, she later on did the voice uh, on uh, the Boondocks of uh, both. Um, you know, both of the, the main main kids on there. But she went on to do other movies and stuff like that. But this is her directorial. I don't know if it's her directorial debut. I don't want to speak too soon. But she is directing this movie. 
and uh, uh, she directed this movie. And from what I've seen thus far, um, it was really, uh, it looks really good. It looks like it shot really well, and uh, and I can't wait to. I can't wait to really watch it. And I can't wait for us to review it for this channel. Not just this channel, but for our podcast. Um, next week, Brandon. Brandon chose. Uh, well, I, I think I chose. Um, uh, this week, <laughs> next week, we're doing uh, Wonder Woman 84. Uh, it's not on your shirt, Brandon. I don't know why you're looking at I know shirt. it's not on my shirt. <laughs> She's not horror. Uh, but Wonder Woman 84. The week after that, Brandon said we're going to do Cobra Kai Season 3. And I think the week after that, I'm going to go ahead and have Brandon watch Extraction. Because I want him to love the movie like I love the movie. Um, but yeah, so we got... And plus, you know, we're going to have um, other things coming on the channel. We're going to have wrestling guests. Uh, uh, we're going to have... I got some people lined up to talk to. When we get it finalized, uh, we'd love to, uh, you know, share that with you. And Brandon's going to keep, keep things posted. Um, Brandon, I'm glad. I'm sorry you missed uh, the 100th episode, but I was glad that you was here for the season two finale. Season three starts effective next Friday because <laughs> we're not going to do anything tomorrow. It's New Year's. But, <laughs> Brandon, uh, any thoughts you want to share? Two years in, bro. Two years. Oh, man. Uh, you know, we never – well, at least – I never, I always say we, but I mean, I never thought we would, first of all, I never thought we would come to YouTube. <laughs> and that was my own fears, personally, uh, putting my face on YouTube, you know, because, you know, it's not lovable. But, <laughs> but no, I mean, honestly, though, it, it's been a, a great journey. It's been a long journey. I've had a lot happen, especially in 2020, but, um, I'm very thankful for the podcast because I tell you, honestly, it, it got both of us through some hard times, and uh, and I just I'm just thankful for it, honestly. Um, and I know season three is gonna be a it's starting off with Wonder Woman. It's gonna be a good year. I feel that 2021 is gonna be a good year for us and uh, hopefully everybody out there, <laughs> but uh, that, that watches. Uh, I feel that though it's gonna be a good year. Um, so. But yeah, as the podcast from where it started, I can tell you right now from episode one where I screwed up my name, I don't know how many times <laughs> to now, man, it's been uh, the greatest uh, journey as far as podcasting that I could ever dream of. So I appreciate yeah. the, the opportunity, you know, so. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a journey. Uh, we've come from, we've come from, Shooting it in my car with my phone <laughs> in between us, recording it like that, to uh, to eventually uh, doing it via. Uh, I think we did it on the, the Anchor app, and then we did it. Um, the we did it with Zoom because we wanted to do a video component to it, um, and then eventually, uh, Streamyard. Uh, we uh, you know we stumbled upon Streamyard. Streamyard is great. For uh, streaming, uh, you know, for casting and and just on the free portion of it, it gives you several places to cast and, and things like that. But yeah, the page description of it is good. Um, I'm not just hyping them up because we're using their, you know, 
stream streaming service. But anyway, it's just been fun, man, just for us to get stuff. We started out like with two or three episodes, and now we have the podcast. So pretty much you can Google Mark Out Movie Podcast and choose yeah. where, you, where you, where you want to listen to it at. It's on everything. And that's because of Anchor. And I'm going to give Anchor a shout out for uh, getting us out there like that. Uh, but I want to thank you, Brandon, for sticking around with us, sticking around with me. Uh, I say us like I'm a more than one person, but sticking with the podcast. And uh, we didn't know if it was going to work, man, at first. We didn't know how we was going to jail, how our chemistry will be. But I found that we have chemistry, and I love it. Um, next year, Brandon, hit, Brandon, since we have people here, Oh, man, we done went for an hour and 41 minutes. That's cool. All right, since we got people here, if they're still listening, tell them briefly, real quick, of the new show idea that we're going to uh, launch next oh, year. Oh, yeah. Okay. I still don't have a title for it, but the idea is to get between four to six people uh, together in, like, a panel. Uh, we'll talk about movie news, what's going on in the movie news world. We'll talk... TV shows, uh, whatever's hitting, you know. Uh, I would like to have two alternates in case two people can't do it that day, but we'll see how it goes. But if you're if you're in it and interested, and in, I've asked several people, they've said yes. I think we need like one more person. So uh, and if you're interested, yeah, I've asked I've asked Joe, so including me and you, we need one more person. Uh, so if you're interested, either message me or Aaron. Uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Uh, uh, but no title for the show yet, but I've, I've always thought movie news would be a big deal if we had more people, uh, get more opinions on it. Uh, but, you know, that's the idea is to get that rolling sometime next year, maybe in February or March. Right. And uh, so, and then uh, in January, sometime me and Craig, uh, my buddy Craig Williams, who filled in for uh, Brandon uh, for several episodes. Brandon's thankful for that. Um, and I'm thankful as well. Me and Craig will have our own. Uh, we used to watch bad movies. So we're going to have a bad movie night where we're going to just actually screen and cast a movie. And it'd be like a watch party. We're going to watch it. We're going to talk about it and uh, and joke about it. But it's not going to be riffing it. It's just really watching it and seeing if it's entertaining and just talking about it. Uh, and uh, then also, uh, you know, we got other things. Me and Brandon has other things lined up. And with other people lined up, um, you know, to talk to this year. And I can't wait, man. Uh, this has been a it's been a not a bad year, thank God. We both lived to see the rest of the year, you know. Um, yeah. And uh, and I'm thankful for our families being safe. I don't I don't shy away from Christ. I don't shy away from Christ to talk about Him. I'm thankful for uh, for His love and grace and His uh, protection uh, over our lives and in uh, our families' lives. Because you know, a lot of people got loved ones that didn't make it through this year, and uh, and I'm thankful. Uh, because of his mercy and grace that we are here today and they're here today. Um, and uh, But yeah, we thank you for listening, tuning in, watching us. Brandon, go ahead and finish this off, man. It's been a while. Um, 
He thanks you for listening. I thank you for listening. I thank you for letting us mark out here today on the Mark Out channel, on the Mark Out podcast. Aaron, thank you for letting me come back. <laughs> I'm Brandon Spivey. He's I'm Aaron Whitlow. And we are the Mark Out Movie Podcasters. Thank you for marking out with us.